Welcome again to Door Creek Church. If you're watching us online or one of our campuses, it's good to be together on what we call our celebration weekend. So if you're just joining us for the first time, this is unusual. We don't do this every time. But what we do today is we look back and celebrate God's faithfulness to us. And we do a little looking ahead as well. It reminds me of that great passage in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 and 23. It's the language that comes into that hymn that's a classic, Great is Thy Faithfulness. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So that's, that's what we're going to do. Normally what we're doing is we're opening the Bible. We're trying to understand what God is saying and teaching us here that we might live according to God's word. So today we're going to do a little retrospect looking back and then some looking forward as well. Before we get into that, let's just kind of remind ourselves about our mission, our vision, values, what we're about, where we're going, what we're committed to. So our mission is what we're about. We're about joining God and changing people into devoted followers of Christ to change the world with his love. We know we can't change people. But we know that's what God does, and he does it through his church. The church is God's plan A for the world. We are the hope of the world, and it's an amazing thing to think of. And so, in, in shorthand, we want to just see more and more people, young and old, become devoted followers of Jesus. So that means reaching people who don't know Christ, and then growing those who do to become more like Jesus, more connected and engaged in his mission in this world. That's our mission. Our vision answers the question, where we are going. So here's where we're going, by God's grace. We desire to be a Christ-centered church for all people, where the power of the gospel is continually transforming lives, renewing our city, and changing the world. When we get to our values, you gotta remember they do a couple of things. It's pretty cool. The values describe what a devoted follower of Christ looks like. Because that's like, what is that, a devoted follower of Christ? Well, the eight values begin to flesh that out. But the values lived out in our lives individually, together, help us accomplish our mission, help us grow to be more like this Christ-centered church for all people. So what are we committed to? A life of worship, worshiping God in all of life. That's what we're committed to. The Bible's authority where we're centering our lives on God's truth, on the Bible. The third commitment, the richness of community. We're committed to growing together in Christ. That talks about connecting in groups. That talks about celebrating the diverse, the, the diverse family that God has brought to this place and, and the richness of community that we have here. We're committed to a joyful witness where we're sharing and living the good news. Compassionate service is our commitment to humbly extend Christ's compassion, his justice, and his mercy. Intentional training. It's our commitment to you to prepare and release God's people for ministry. Persistent prayer. We're committed to devoting ourselves to pray continually, recognizing that apart from God, we can do nothing. And finally, we're committed to a contagious generosity where we're excelling in the grace of giving. You guys have done that this year. And that's been a refreshing 
thing here. It's been contagious as you have met the needs of the church and the people of the church through generous giving, through our benevolence offerings and through our Christmas offerings. And so again, thank you, thank you for investing in God's kingdom, expressing your love, growing your dependence upon God as you trust him for all things. So let's look back. And when we look back, it's good to remember where we were a year ago. Because if, if you're like me, it's just a fog. I mean, it's just blurred. I can't, I can't remember what happened when. But a year ago, we were six months into this pandemic. And I was the guy who was thinking when it first went down somewhere around March 11th, oh, it'll be six weeks and won't it be great if we get back into our campuses in person on Easter. So it was a year ago when we were six months in. And uh, everything was online. Everything from our weekend services to all our ministries. And so let me just say it again. Our staff was heroic in getting us up to speed each week, working hard to make sure we had great offerings for kids, for their parents, for students, for adults, for everyone. And so there was a lot of work because we didn't have a production room. And so thanks to Andy and his team for building out a production room so that we can have these online services. We also improved some of our spaces while you were gone. Maybe you haven't seen that. We switched around the library and the playset downstairs here at Sprecher Road. We have newly decorated rooms for our kids. And we've got a great new space for students in DeForest downstairs. The staff pivoted and pivoted again, and they were fantastic. And their creativity was special. From the daily devotionals that first were written and then became video devotionals, to the outdoor services like Drive Up Communion and Shocking Our Prayers, to Lighting the Night, our Christmas celebration outside, Trunk or Treat for families and kids around Halloween. So you probably don't realize this, but here's something amazing. I was doing membership classes with Bev online and people were joining the church who'd never been to one of our campuses. Yeah, there were people that were joining small groups and classes who'd never been to one of our campuses. There are people that are leading ministries like Mike and Sarah up in DeForest, shout out to DeForest Connections Ministry, Mike and Sarah. They started at Door Creek last year online and so it's been amazing what god has done so in september a year ago we invited you if you remember to join us for an in-person service it wasn't on the weekend it was on thursday nights the reason being that's when we were recording these services and so some of you did that we had a good run in september and october then there was a spike remember in november and we cooled it and we didn't come back until january and so after 10 months of not having met on the weekends at any one of our campuses january 17th we we moved into those spaces and there's a lot of work we had to reset the rooms we had to buy new fancy equipment to sanitize our facilities we had to purchase new equipment and we realized at that point that oh my word god surprised us in launching a fourth campus Sprecher road north north side madison deforest and now what we have is an online campus and uh, it's been amazing in this last year we celebrated 
to Forest Campus's 10-year anniversary. Again, second shout out to you guys. It was great, all that God's been doing there. So at one point, I was told, since the COVID broke out in March of 2020, we have had people watching in over 100 cities here in our state. We've had people from every state in our country connecting to our services. And in over 12 countries around the world, from places like Switzerland, you know I love Switzerland, all the way to places like Shanghai, China, where we met up with this beautiful couple, Max and Joe. I want you to hear their story. Hi, I'm Max. Hello, I'm Joe. We, we are all the newlyweds. We're currently living in Shanghai, Shanghai China. China. We've only been married for less than a year. Right. Um, fortunately, in the middle of our marriage, we're having some difficulties and we reach out for some help. And God and is good. And we find out there is a great, great course called Marriage Course from Dog Church. Yes, yes, indeed. And, um, in the beginning, we were a little skeptical about it. It was like, okay, how, how is it possible to attend this course when we're right. all the way in China, you know? And then uh, my wife explained it to me. Oh, we can attend this course virtually. Yeah, via Zoom. Via Zoom, yes. So it was great. It was a great <laughs> opportunity. Um, the course was very helpful for us. Um, we learned how to, you know, interact with each other, how to deal with our differences. Um, as you can see, we are in a racial relationship, but it's awesome. You know, we click, you know, and we have our new son is only six months old. And, you know, everything's going great now. Thanks to this great marriage course. Yes. Thank you again by the way, for talking to church. What a great story. Who would have thunk it that God would use something as hard as a pandemic to allow us to reach more people around the world like Max and Joe. Shout out to those of you who've been teaching our marriage class. So great, the marriage course. So this last year we've been busy in God's Word and we have tracked through 13 different books. So we started in the Gospel of John. That was what we did for most of the year. But we also, right against all odds, took us into 1 Corinthians 12 through 14 on the gifts. We also worked through habits and Ryan took us through through the book of James and we just finished up 11-week series in the Minor Prophets minus Jonah, right? And out of this time of teaching, we developed more resources to help you grow, like the spiritual gifts resources to help you understand how God has gifted you, how you can use those in ministry. They're still all there for you uh, on our website. Also, uh, forums, like Don Whitney's great forum on praying the Bible, learning how to use the scripture to inform your prayer, to actually grow your prayer life. Unexpected open doors all around, around the world, not in places like Shanghai, but through our partners in places like Haiti and Honduras and Rwanda. So Mission of Hope is our partner in Haiti. And this last year, guys, through your generosity, We've been helping pastors with food and shelter. We've been helping families rebuild their lives out of the rubble. And that's going on right now. 30-some thousand people homeless from the earthquake there. 
We've been doing good work through Compassion International in Honduras, where we partner with three churches. And we now have over 100 families who have partnered, sponsored children like Lori and I and, and our little guy who we love to write letters to and support. And in doing that, often we're able to support their families as well. We've been supporting people in Rwanda through our partnership with World Relief. And they've got this great model. They have what they call church empowerment zones, CEZs. There's 30,000 people in this geographic area. We're partnering with 70 plus churches, encouraging the pastors and the leaders who are bringing the whole gospel to the people there to meet the whole community's needs physical needs and social needs and spiritual needs and emotional needs and medical needs and it's all happening as we continue to partner with world relief in rwanda and so if you haven't figured it out what caught us unaware what what caught us by surprise was no surprise for God. He knew all about the pandemic and he knew how he was going to use the pandemic for good in our lives and through our lives in the lives of many people around the world. What a good thing to remember, a great lesson to remember as we enter another year that God always does good things through hard things. They're hard, but he does good through them and that we could expect that when we Meet the unexpected that God is going to do something fantastic. Like what happened in our own state when God opened doors of correctional facilities. It started up in Fond du Lac with Teixeira where Chaplain McKinsey said, hey, I, I was watching you online. I noticed that one of your pastors said, we haven't shut down the church because the church isn't about buildings. And we're wondering if we could show your services to the people in our own facility. And if that's okay, if we could share it with some other facilities as well. And of course we said, absolutely not. No, we said, that's awesome. We'd love for you to do that. And then we started hearing from others like at Dodge Correctional in Waupun and they were using those facilities. Now, I believe both of those places now have people coming in and doing services. But we continue on at a place called Jackson Correctional in uh, Black River Falls. And there's this great chaplain who's been there for 19 years, Myron Olson. And every Sunday afternoon, our service is piped through the whole prison system. A thousand men are given the opportunity to hear the praise that you're singing and to hear the word of God taught. And it's amazing. It's amazing. It reminds me of this classic passage in Ephesians chapter 3 where Paul talks about our amazing, mind-blowing God. Here's what he says. Now to him, speaking of God, who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is work within us. That would be his Holy Spirit. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Immeasurably more than all that we could ask or imagine. He just blows the categories of our minds. So unexpected open doors in places like Shanghai in prisons across our state. Unexpected doors 
through filling the van, another creative idea of our staff. As we found out real quick when the school shut down, a whole bunch of families counted on the schools to provide breakfast and lunch. So a lot of food for their kids. And so, man, we said, we're going we're gonna to fill the van each week. So 70 times since this whole thing began, over $35,000 collected going to our three partner schools, places like Mendota Elementary, Sandbrook Elementary here in Madison, Westside Elementary in Sun Prairie. And recently, just last month, we helped launch a new pantry at Blackhawk Middle School. And so... This is great. And along with Fill the Van, some of you guys were working the garden, the community garden. And last year, almost 7,000 pounds harvested. And a lot, the majority of that food, went to these food pantries, along with River Food Pantry and the Sunshine Place. Along with that, we came alongside some schools, like seven schools, so those three and four more, and we had these Christmas stores. You guys contagious generosity you gave over 1900 gifts and you gave 300 plus kids and 100 families an amazing christmas demonstrating just the kindness and generosity of god they say the value of those 1900 gifts was over thirty thousand dollars and then as kids were going back to school this summer in fall those same partner schools got a whole bunch of supplies and that just blessed the schools and those families with backpacks full of supplies. And you wrote 500 plus notes to educators and people who work in these schools. Speaking about kids in schools on, down in Madison on the north side, Door of Hope. This wonderful nonprofit that started just a little after we launched the campus on the north side of Madison. The great work that Pastor David and his team is doing down there. Door of Hope whose mission is beautiful. It, it is to see kids and families flourish. That's, that's our goal. It's simple. Helping kids and families flourish in all the ways that God intends. So that's educationally and it's socially and it's emotionally and it's spiritually. As we have these STEM programs, science, technology, engineering, math, and we throw in the arts and make it a STEAM program. And so we just launched this week another year of ministry to kids on the north side. In fact, on Monday of this week, we're gonna launch our first ever Door of Hope Golf Open, introducing more people to what we're doing through Door of Hope and raising a bunch more monies to help do more good on the north side. You may not know that we have a resale store. It's called Boomerangs. We love it. You give it and you've used it and we give it and other people can use it. it just keeps going we keep sharing the love right boomerangs is the best resale store in madison in my estimation right it's got the greatest staff and a lot of great volunteers you who volunteer there it's got all this great stuff this furniture these household goods this clothing that you bring don't bring your junk but you bring your good stuff and we're able to offer that to people at a good price. And if you don't know this, you're just not going to believe it. In 13 years since we've been in operation, that store, that little store on the north side in Northgate Mall has sold over $3.4 million. I almost said 13. $3.4 million. That's amazing. And so throughout the years, with one exception, all those monies have just gone back into the north side, back into the north side to reach more people 
with the love and mercy of God in Christ. So, so great. Your contagious generosity, though, went to benevolence. $108,000. I don't know if you know this, but it's no surprise. Once COVID hit, people were losing jobs. People were having a hard time paying rent, their utilities, all kinds of stuff. People being stressed out, anxious, needing counsel. And so we've been able to help so many families. And what we often say is, look, the good works that we do in the name of Christ lead to goodwill that opens people up to the good news of the gospel. And so your, your generosity, as 2 Corinthians 9-11 says, has led to thanksgiving. Paul said this to the church at Corinth. You will be enriched in every way. That is by God. You'll be blessed, enriched in every way. So that for a purpose. So that you can be generous on every occasion. Have you ever thought about that? God has blessed you with so much so that you could bless other people. So you can be generous on every occasion. That's what you've done. And through us, your, genera- your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. What Paul's saying is, I'm collecting this generous offering. I'm going to bring it down to Jerusalem to the people who are suffering in a famine. And through us, as we uh, bring the offering to them, they're going to give thanks to God. And that, friends, is what's happened again and again. Like what happened in this woman who wrote this note to one of our pastors. I wanted to circle around and thank you again for your help through Door Creek. I now have a home, bank account, bills paid, a daughter who is happy to be with me on the weekends in her own room. These simple things in life. A while back, I was lost, and because of you believing in me, I'm adjusting in a world undone. God is good and so mighty powerful. I had no clue what faith leads to. Thanks for your generosity. Good works, goodwill, the good news that keeps changing lives. Unexpected open doors. Now, this one wasn't unexpected because we've been doing it for a decade. But man, it had been hard to do sports ministry during a pandemic. But we were back at it with some upwards modified and then a great Chicago Eagles soccer camp this summer where 144 kids learn about Christ through soccer. And 10 of those beautiful children said yes to Jesus for the first time. Not only that, we had some 44 that we know of. I'm sure there's more. 44 that we know of that said yes to Jesus this year through the ministries of this church, through your witness, through your prayers, through your support. And 20 people who got baptized. What a great night it was just a few weeks back when we gathered at Monona Pool and baptized several from our church family. A beautiful, beautiful night. So we're we're looking back. And what are we doing? We're not doing this saying all praise be to God our good and faithful God who continues to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine so what I want to just stop right now because I've just been I've just been wiping you out with the fire hose so everybody take a breath starting with me I want you to just slow down and I want you to reflect and you're not going to be able to do it just now but you're going to begin now and you're going to commit to do it later together with family or friends where you reflect back on this last year and you write down these stones of remembrance where your good and faithful father met you through hard times, 
You, you write that down because that's part of your story to your family, to your friends, your witness to this world. So let's turn the corner now and look ahead. So what's ahead for the coming year? Well, we're going to continue to move towards Jesus as we commit to what I call the rhythms of grace. The rhythms of grace have us on a collision course with the goodness of God. Do you believe that God is perfectly, infinitely good? If you do, why don't you want to be running in the direction of his grace every day? And we believe there are just three simple moves, three commitments, three rhythms that ought to mark our lives. Gather, grow, give. We call them the big three, the three G's. This is the stuff that helps us grow as a Christ follower. This is the stuff that keeps moving Christ's mission forward in and through our lives. We gather on the weekend around Christ and his word. So we're gathering online, some of us, and some of us are still online. That's okay. But let me just say, online is not enough. You got to get connected to community because we were made for relationship with God and with each other. And you will not grow and experience the Christian life if you're doing it on an island. It's okay that you're watching online, but get connected to a group, right? So we're, we're gathering on the weekend around Christ and his word. We're gathering in person now. We're gathering online, continuing to do that. So that leads us to the second move, and that is grow. Grow in a group. Grow in a group so that together we can grow to be more like Christ, right? That, that's what we talk about in our values about just the beauty of community, right? We want to grow together around God's word, serving, praying, caring for each other. So key. This has been a difference maker in people's lives who've had a hard year growing together. And man, a shout out to all of you groups that man stayed at it and you kept meeting and working through the Zoom and doing all that hard stuff. And, and it's been hard, but it's been good. We've been growing together. We're gathering on the weekend. We're growing in a group and we're giving of ourselves like Jesus who gave himself away. We give of our time, of our talents and our treasure. And you have done that. Overflowing generosity. Some three plus million dollars we've met and exceeded all the ministry costs. We have reserves for people through benevolence. The Christmas money's going out to our partners around this city and around the world. It's been beautiful. One of the things we're really excited about is what took place and started a year ago. We called it the Micah 6-8 Task Force. So right after George Floyd's murder, I remember calling Pastor David and his wife, Tracy. And I was a mess in that phone call. And I said, you know what? We've, we've been committed to be a Christ-centered church for all people. And we just need to continue to lean into this. And we need to do more. And so what, what I did is I invited about 18 people from the church. Beautiful, diverse mix of members of Door Creek Church. And I said, let's come together around this passage. Micah 6 8 let's learn what it means to act justly to love mercy to walk humbly with our God here's what the scripture says he has shown you O mortal what is good that is uh, Mike is saying God has shown you what's good 
And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God. So in February and March, we're going to unpack this. In fact, the teaching team, we just spent like three days up at the cabin in Door County working on this very series. We're so excited about it. We're going to have a teaching series. We're going to have uh, uh, robust discussion guides for small groups. We want everybody from students on up, adults, to have traction with this series. It's so important for us to become and grow to become a Christ-centered church for all people with all the things that are going on in the world. We need to understand what the Bible says about justice and mercy. So here's what the group did, you guys. We started in Genesis and went all the way through Revelation chasing every reference of the word justice, mercy, through in righteousness as well, and the idea of walking humbly with God. We're going to unpack that in that teaching series. There's going to be this devotional guide with a reading plan as well that is part of it, the small group stuff. We're going to have and call the church to times of prayer and fasting. And if you have a passion for this, we want to call you to be part of this prayer team. We're also going to celebrate the rich diversity that exists within our church as we come around food from our different cultures and backgrounds to just say, man, this is what God does. He takes things that are that are different, disparate in this world that typically don't hang out, and he makes us one in Christ, brothers and sisters, children of the one true God. We're going to do that this year, and we are very, very excited. So here's my challenge. Oh, one last thing. There's going to be a surprise, you guys. In somewhere about winter, spring, there's going to be a surprise that I think is going to be really helpful for that friend in your life that you've been talking to, praying about, praying for to, to come to faith in Christ. And we're excited about something. I'm not going to say it now because we're still working on it, but I, I think it could be a game changer for you and the relationships you have with people who don't yet know Christ. All right, so here's the challenge. The challenge is, just as you reflect on this last year, I want you to quiet yourself and, and ask the Lord this question. God, what is this next year to be about in my life? What do, you, what do you want? What do I need that I don't even know I need? Where do you want me to grow that I don't even know I need to grow in these areas? Who are the people that you place in my life that you want me to move towards? I, I want you to just quiet yourself. You cannot imagine how many times in the quietness of just waiting on God, God has given me clear direction as a husband, as a father, as a leader, as I'm just waiting, I'm trusting and, and God, through his spirit, just speaks into my life using the truth of God's word to say, this is, this is the way you need to go, Mark. And it's powerful. So that's my challenge. And then for us as a church, my challenge is that we'd love well, because here's what I know. The frustrations, the mounting anger and the short temperedness of COVID, it's still going to be around for a while. The divisions that are deep in families and our communities, they're still going to be there. And so we got to love well, church. We got to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We got to love Him well every day of our lives. We got to love our families well our husbands, our wives, our children, our parents, our, our good friends that we do life with if we're not married today. We, we've got to love well our neighbor. 
the people that we live near, down the hall, around the corner, in the dorm, the people that we work with, the people that we work out with, the, the person who's in need, the Good Samaritan, anyone in need, Jesus says, that's our name. We need to love well. And Jesus just makes it clear that this just can't be talk. I love the passage in 1 John 3, 16 through 19 that says this. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. That's the cross. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion, doesn't do anything about it, how can God's love be in that person? Dear children, Let's not merely say that we love each other. This is the same language of the prophets. Don't just talk it. You got to walk it. Let us show the truth by our actions. Our actions will show that we belong to the truth. So we will be confident when we stand before God. Let's love well the people that God's placed in our life. And like the people in Malachi's day, let's lock arms. Even as we think about what we just sung earlier in that great song, Believe For It. What a great prayer. What a great declaration. God, we're praying that you'd move the immovable, break the unbreakable. God, we believe that that's what you do. That's what we, that you can do. We believe for it. And, and then that, that chorus that keeps saying, you are the way when there seems to be no way. We trust in you, God. You have the final say. Oh, locking arms, loving God, believing that he can do that in us and through us until he calls us home or comes, to, or comes back for us. Let's be his faithful people. Let's pray. So Father God, we bless you for all that you have done. We're amazed at the unexpected things that you knew all about before this world began. And we would say again, it's been a hard year. We're not through it yet. And we need you to be our refuge and strength, the very present help in trouble. Lord, that's where we started in this pandemic. And we need you every day to be our refuge and strength. And so I pray that for those who are struggling for whatever it is in their life right now, that you would be merciful. And I pray, dear God, that we would be a people that continues to believe that you'll make a way that we'd be a people that continue to believe that you can move the immovable, that we'd be a people that continue to trust in you. And so, Lord, bless your people in this place as we continue to walk with you and point others to you. In Christ's name, we pray and all God's people said, amen.